Like there's plenty of chains out there that do not show this VP issue getting better over time. Yep. But, well, they're going to lose. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. <laughs> <There's something else>. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's all about tension and release. That's that's the secret to comedy. I heard that on a comedian's podcast. Um, yes, we, we do. We do actually listen to podcasts. We just don't know how to make one ourselves so um yeah it's been a it's been a tiring it's been a tiring week i think just uh we've uh i guess for for those of us doing the aptos thing we've been doing a stress network which has been um all fun and games um frustrating yeah okay so i'll clarify all fun and games is we've been running very very high performance hardware and ostensibly it hasn't actually been helping um benchmarking higher numbers but i think that was because there was some kind of a configuration issue which is now maybe resolved we've seen some higher numbers in the last day we have also seen weird hardware failures i mean i guess that's the point of doing preview networks right it is um, yeah i think I think this this software seems to me a lot more under stress than we did in preview one um preview one definitely definitely seemed to be more about the validator network like right now our alpha validator which is in europe is out it just caught a huge bunch of bunch of props and failed um or failed props and now it's not signing and as we speak so that we're at that thing since it's five thousand five thousand tps a second which is really our tps which is really nothing and then our other one which is in utah is still signing uh had a couple errors i think it's it's picking up proposal errors so there's a lot more uh fucking reliance on the full nodes and like there's a lot of you know they're doing a database sharding and there's like there's a lot of changes happening at once and as far as i can tell has nothing to do with (laughs) i don't know i I can't tell like i'm so tired i'm actually so like physically exhausted from trying to troubleshoot this and trying to figure out what what the actual issue is and if it's our issue or if it's just like goofy stuff but we're running incredibly expensive and capable hardware that's that i think is doing worse than the first preview which is really frustrating yeah it's bizarre um our vfn died oh i don't know half an hour now and all it was like was like hey you're we're not picking up blocks anymore so we're toast and that's basically all the error it gave and the only solution for it is nuke your database and resync now state sync on aptos is really cool in that it took me to like five minutes to get back to head from a deleted database, like full, full on completely just dated, deleted data directory to current was like five minutes. Very, very cool. Um, but it's still unfortunate with fast sync enabled, like modern fast sync, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so, cause when it, to clarify, when Aptos first started, it was, I think about 16 hours within a month, it was about 16 hours on reasonable hardware to do a full, sync fast sync maybe an hour or two hours but fast sync didn't always work but sorry i interrupted no yeah i mean that's kind of that's just it right is that they are making impressive strides um but the fact that there's so little information about like why the vfn failed because cpu usage totally fine like it was high sure it was like 80 percent for an extended period of time but that doesn't in my mind that's not nearly sufficient in the node saying eh, we're done 
Yeah, like I can't. Is I, the, that's the, the issue. With... Same provider as your um, as your validator nodes. No, it's not. But my other VFN is like on the same rack, even, and yeah, it's totally two. fine. My my, I have so, one set. That so ours those are in the same data center, and Touchwood, we haven't had any issues yet. So I'm kind of wondering if there's something in that. I don't know. Um, we're kind of lazy, and they're all yeah, essentially racked in the same place. Ours are all in the same DC. Like, are they? This yeah yeah this they're in the same mm. rack. This this ninety three seventy four this ninety three seventy four which is three point eight five gigahertz sixty four thread has now dropped twenty one props in the last hour. So like and and that box isn't doing shit. It is literally doing nothing. Like it's doing nothing. So either that is either that is I, I don't know what the fuck that is. And it's really frustrating. Like I can't tell you what the hell. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, five set five one ter- five one terabyte raid raid zero. I mean it. Benchmarks at like, I think the write speeds was like 15 gig a second or something. There's nothing stressed on this at all, like zero stress on any of, on any of the metrics that I that we watch here. So it's just, it's super frustrating to figure out what that issue is. Uh, actually, it reminds me of back in the t- testnet one when we had this, this AMD issue where people were running Intel and we had like no problems then. And we were running a bunch of like 5950Xs back in those days and like we had tons of fucking issues. Remember that? And we all switched over to like Intel 1200s or something like that. And it That's all went right. away. It all yeah. went away. Like, <laughs> and they're like, no, yeah. there's nothing with that AMD. There's nothing. There's nothing here at all. Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, there's something here. Uh, this this looks exactly like that where like there's like there's nothing really stressing the hardware at all. I mean, there's set points. There's like 11,000 open files or something like that. But um but there isn't anything that's like you look at it and go, oh, this is a massive issue. That that looks like something that we can change. You know what I mean? So it's it's just a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit annoying. That's an understatement. It's super fucking. Annoying. So that's interesting. Um, so one thing that happened was we knocked out our monitoring, our production monitoring bot. So Aptos logs a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. We sent all we shipped all the logs from two rigs, three rigs. Uh, to quite a small monitoring box and we we crashed it um so that was kind of bad um because you know it knocked out our production um monitoring too so we knocked that off and rebuilt the monitoring on a separate box and <laughs> with these recent load tests i don't know i don't know how like what the vol- me maybe something we we misconfigured it but when we restarted the containers um yesterday the logging level i think went up i think we did change some configuration i think uh we buggered that up and we've knocked over our second monitoring box um rip so at the moment we don't actually have any locks which is super fucking annoying because our dashboard is just blue screen of death um for monitoring how the box to do and got alerting in place um but we actually also have had an issue with one of the VFNs, which uh, weirdly didn't trip its alerting, so I only noticed it um, like in the last hour or so. But um, yeah, it was kind of curious. Like I thought, I thought that maybe the not being in the same DC was the issue, and so I kind of thought, mm, is this the same thing that other people are seeing? But maybe it is. Uh, maybe that's something going to have to dig into after this show. But um, yeah. Fun games, but yeah. So this we're rapidly becoming like a, a a kind of tech support tech support hour here, where we're just all hmm, are we all having the same issue? Yes, we are. Okay, cool. Right. 
Yeah, like, I, I mean, this issue to me doesn't look like it has anything to do with hardware. So I think the issue with that is, which is okay, like it, like it's the reason that we have test nets, right? But it's sh- it sure sh- looks like something fundamentally, um, something fundamental that that I don't have the skill set to to bug. So so if I can't, I, all I can do is provide data, and um, and that's fine. It's just it's it's, and I think that that the Aptos team is has some good leads on, on kind of what's going on. They see different types of things, but it's also tough because you have a, what we talked about last week, there's 120 nodes or something in this network, 126 validators and in, in right now. And, and some of those are really, really slow. And some of those are falling out all the time, right? There's like 20%, like right now, about 20% of the network isn't responding. Um, and, and so like, how do you separate that, that, noise from like signal to say hey there's also something fundamentally wrong here so i that that piece is it's tough because there's it's so distributed right now um with that that i think it's difficult to um to be able to bring a voice to that conversation to say this is the data that i'm seeing and have that be like oh this is definitely something that we should be going to look at versus like oh it just gets bundled into other types of things so yeah i appreciated our um our meeting yesterday our q a yeah. because they kind of they brought up a lot of points that like we were at kind of maybe indirectly asking about in slack and they're like okay these are things we're actually looking at and these are things we're interested in yeah and it was nice to get at least some sort of finger on the pulse of like this is what we should actually be reviewing it's yeah. all this other stuff they already kind of have a grasp on yeah. i do kind of wish uniquely that this preview net we did have a weekly meeting just so we could discuss the recurring issues and ways that we can help them kind of move forward yeah i think that's right yeah yeah i think we could push for that too i think we could there's no reason for that to wait you know until after this is over because slack is like it's really tough to actually keep a good thread going in there as well because because what ends up happening is you have a thread of you know a bunch of information and then then somebody will post something at the at the main level and there's a ton of, a ton of stuff up to that information and then people like repost or rethread you know repost something that's in the thread and it's a really difficult tool set to be able to kind of build something around like in these areas. So it's, so, so I, yeah, even getting it together and get like some, some, uh, some higher level guidance and, and, and conversation is good. So we'll see what happens right now. It's just, I think it's just right now it's, I'm just frustrated. Um, but that frustration comes from wanting to be able to do well in this and be able to, uh, and be able to provide the right data. And I feel like on both of those fronts, um, it's difficult to be able to do that. So but yeah, our, like our, our alpha node came back and then it just got booted again, which is freaking crazy to me. It's like literally the fastest chip on the planet. <laughs> in in a weird way, I feel kind of the opposite about this preview net. The last preview net, I felt like it was less about testing the network and more about testing the operators. And so to me, it felt Fair very enough. frustrating that like we weren't given a lot of information and we didn't know how we're actually being reviewed. This preview net, I don't know if it's true or not, but it feels more like they're actually trying to do something and that something may or may not be working. And for that may or may not be working, I think that this is what the preview net should have been for, right? It's for like, hey, we have something that might be really cool. We might be able to work this out. It's going to be bloody expensive, but we want to try it. That's yeah. what my imagining of a preview net should have been, not the previous one. The previous one to me was just like, I mean, it kind of fell back to the name. The original name was StressNet, right? Stressed yeah. everyone out. That's what that was. This, this feels more akin to what I expected. I think that's a really good comment. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that was definitely more. I think the last test net was particularly stressful as well for anybody that was still on AWS because the uh, the hardware requirements were obviously more than mainnet and were 
eye-wateringly expensive. Like this this time round is pretty expensive, but it's definitely more tolerable. Um, as a fun thing, I just checked. Wait, 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 wait. My... Hold on, back up for one second. It was the last PVNet had higher specs than this one for AWS. Um, no, it had high. It had higher specs than mainnet. So the rig that you had to run if you're on AWS was more expensive than mainnet. And that I was see you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yep. Okay. So even procuring at on a short term contract, like pretty expensive high performance um, boxes from a, another cloud vendor, is it like substantially cheaper than running? a large Kubernetes cluster for a month. The, also, the duration was longer. It was like a full month as opposed to half a month. Although, actually, because of the billing dates, you end up we're going to end up paying for two months of the servers we've got, you know, whatever. But it's still a, <clears throat> it's still a substantial difference in cost, I would say. Um, one of the... Yeah, so, so that it is less stressful this time around if you were one of those unlucky idiots that is cloud... Uh, big balls cloud validator um i so I, as i say as well actually um because of the podo my uh i t- i put my phone on silent not vibrate um a little while ago our alerting the alerting that we have for the preview net isn't uh isn't on pager duty it's just um a, a kind of uh, a ghetto thing that's do it that does it via text notifications and i just looked at my phone i'd muted it like over an hour ago and uh, we actually lost both of the VFNs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, both the vowels are still ticking forward. There's no alerts are they, on Are those. they signing? The vowels are, I think, yeah. the Well, they're on Epoch, like whatever we are. We're on 480-something, right? 46. Yeah, I mean, they're, they can Wait, be sticking up, but, but are, they actually, Epoch, are they actually proposing, though? The Epoch is 480, isn't it? 486 486, yeah. Mm-hmm, 46, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So the vowels, anyway. the vowels are both there. Null's gone. Um, <laughs> right now, one of my one of my validators is reporting that there's 73% val participation. So this that might, would make sense. This might actually halt here in a second. It might. My one keeps like bouncing in and out. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, I'm gonna close this fucking peers, dashboard. Uh, it, it keeps saying peers are like fuckery banzai. Yeah, I'm staying. All right, I'm closing this fucking dashboard. I don't want to look at this goddamn thing. Um, but What's I sm- would say. You know, one other thing about the original um, PreviewNet was that uh, Dr. Frey hat on. I'm not a doctor for five years, and I still have to do a lot of work before then. But anyway, drink. I've had to do a bunch of research on um, modern consensus algorithms um, in this context, right? And I was reading the Tusk Narwhal paper, um, which has a bunch of like benchmarks. And at the end, also a hilarious um, aside. Tusk narwhal is if you try and replicate in- any of these benchmarks using AWS, you will spend a lot of money. So be careful. There's like at the end of an academic paper, just like an FYI, in case some academic tried to replicate it with an AWS free tier account and cost themselves $120,000 or something, um, which kind of tickled me. But what they are actually doing. Um, what, so what the Aptos first stress net was, was, was actually the, the implementation of, of that, which they'd already always intend on, intended on doing. So that was pretty interesting because that's like essentially that paper getting out into the wild and being used in production. And it, in theory, that will scale. Well, the, the lab test is something like 600,000 transactions a second of heterogeneous 
real world transactions, I think off the top of my head with quite a large vowel set. So it's, it's an interesting, it's interesting to kind of see where they might be going uh, with that technology, I suppose. But I, I'm not sure where, this is the thing about not having so much context this time. I'm not really actually sure where this particular stress net, where this particular, sorry, preview net, what the software under test, what the big change is. Like the big change last time, obviously, was now a task. Uh, Consensus Store, I think, was the name that they used for it. Mm-hmm. Um or at the very least was, very least it was Narwhal. I'm not sure about Tusk, but um, I think it was Narwhal Tusk. Um, but yeah, I'm not 100% sure what it is this time. Though to be fair, they did only write up the the stuff last time. Uh, the, you know, all of the what they were actually testing. They didn't write that up properly in a way that was sort of well, easy to digest, I suppose, until after it was done. So maybe they're going to do that, but because I remember it was still quite opaque last time at this point it was like what are we actually testing we're just flicking flags on and off and spending a lot of money um is it going well (laughs) are these flags making machine go burr you know um it's hard to say so yeah it's it's a good question because well i know that obviously the sharding piece was a, a one part of this this release here which i don't know i don't know if that's had any effect or not honestly I mean, they don't have the don't have the details to to understand that, but because um, I was actually looking at that also after after doing a little bit more and like understanding how RocksDB worked on that type of shard structure and like what makes the most sense in terms of where those shards should sit and and pathways and all that kind of stuff. And then some things I definitely see, which is like the number of actual open connections to those shards and like how many processes are writing to them and all that kind of stuff. But but um, and I don't know if if this performance issue that we've seen in these bursts. Which I think are still less than what we had in Previnet One. Um, are, are those related to that change, or is that other? And I think Alden or Alden mentioned this in the call too. He said there's like, there's like from Previnet One to now, there's been so much additional changes in this binary. It's not even the same thing, right? And and there's like the architectural differences and just the functionality and everything else is so different that you can't really look at apples to apples, which totally makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm I, I guess we'll maybe we'll find out a little bit more. Uh, either in these weekly calls or at the end, if we can get to a point. But um, yeah, I don't know. Can you hear my frustration? We can hear your frustration. Fucking it, hell! <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just, you just seem broken by this. Uh, I am a bit. Yeah. I am a bit. I mean, I have to be honest. The prospect of troubleshooting and bringing back up two VFNs after this has really put a, a, a dampener on my evening. Um, the BFN sub is, I mean, that's, that's super simple. Just basically now, now, like now you can do it in two commands is delete that database and make sure that that state syncs in there and restart like that, that VFN syncs in like less than three minutes. Like it's really? like right there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Put that state sync, what Schultz had in there, uh, that state sync structure, delete the database, restart it. It'll, it'll be done in like three minutes since it's, it's bad. Holy shit. It's great. It's great. So was the, the issue- state sync, was this the state sync you posted on discord? Yes, uh, yeah. but you don't need to modify it anymore. He said that the new binary that we upgraded to yesterday actually has that as the default now. Oh, so you can just delete it, restart it, you and it's good to go. Have to do shit. That's cool. Yep. That's so, quite cool. So that didn't work for yesterday. Literally Docker I was on Compose the down, dash V, and, and Docker Compose up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very okay, cool. Okay, I've, I've changed my mind. Automation is amazing. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. If you got the best bit as well, I, there there is an Ansible task for that, so it, it could literally be Ansible play, look, just playbook, recycle col- colon latest for life, right? 
never, <laughs> never use never never use actual tags. Just fuck it. Just colon latest down up. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't matter. Shit. No, um, no, no, no. We um actually the level of paranoia is hard. Um the the versions and whatnot are actually hard coded into a compose file. Um, because then it means that you can't screw up passing environment via shell or any other, like there's nothing that can float around in your session that might change what it is. There's only editing the file that tells you what the state of the world should be. And when that file changes, the demon will go, Oh, hold up. There've been changes. Just, you know, just like changing a, um, uh, what's the, like changing a system D file or whatever, you know, it mm. says like, you know, Whoa, there've been changes to this unit file. Yeah, you know, you should do something about that because you're a professional, and you go, ah, yeah, okay, all right, I'll treat you. Why not? <laughs> I'll treat. <you. laughs> Why not? Uh, Forget about it. Um, yeah, let's talk more Aptos because I think this is keeping Null really entertained. It's keeping <clears throat> Null awake. I think. <laughs> you know, I um, I quit having coffee this week. And I just fucking can't hear anything you're saying anyway. So you do that. You look particularly broken this morning. Yeah, look at the bags under your eyes. I am so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Just I just stopped drinking coffee. Why? It's like someone has just walked around with a bat next to me and just fucking wailed on my head for like the last few days. Um, stop drinking beer too. That's. Jesus, what is going on? So my body's just readjusting into a like I'm like a ghoul now. I just like like did you go like 100 methamphetamines or what? Like what are you doing? Did you just like (laughs) move over? That's (laughs) how it works, I think. Right? Yeah, you gotta need some gear. No drugs at all? Are you like drug free now? No eans anymore. I got no eans. No eans. No caffeines. Uh, Why, man? That's tough. Yeah, you haven't given us the why yet, and I need to know. I uh. Just it, I don't like. You're all coffee drinkers, right? Long-term coffee drinkers. Have you ever stopped before? Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like after the horrible goes, then like it's a little bit better. No. Yeah. <laughs> better better <laughs> than what? Better than the horrible part? Yes. You know, so so I I already like at the best of times. Like when I was a teenager, I used to have ins- periodic insomnia, and then when I started working. For like the first few years, I had like six. And then I think at one point I was on 10 cups of coffee a day. And I was like, I was getting to like one in the morning, like working on shit after work, like my own shit. And then like two in the morning and being like, I just don't feel tired. And then when I finally was like totally exhausted, I'd be like, right, time for bed. And then I'd lie down, like feeling totally bodily exhausted and just be like, and yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, something is not letting me sleep. And, um, and like a normal person in their 20s, I just dealt with that for several years and just kept burning the candle at both ends. And then I, like a fucking idiot, just woke up one morning and went, hang on a minute. I wonder if it's because I'm having 10 cups of coffee a day and it's actually like <laughs> impossible to adjust to that much caffeine. Um, no, it's, it's possible to adjust that much caffeine. Um, so yeah, I, like I gradually just started knocking, like, like how you deal with a baby sleeping, right? You just start knocking out naps. I just started knocking out coffees until I'm replacing them with first tea because it's got way less caffeine, but it's still got some. And then <clears throat> after I went backpacking in China, um, where it's actually much harder to get coffee, especially in rural China, 
Um, I kind of, at most places, you would be able to find someone somewhere to get a coffee maybe in the morning, but it was kind of a ball ache. And I ended up going down to two coffees, like morning and lunch, and then green tea for the rest of the day. And then I just kept that routine when I came home. Like the first few days I was in China, I was in a fucking state. I literally, I, I, and I was jet lagged as well. I just, I was so fucked. I was just wandering around Beijing, just like, fuck, I'm so tired. Um, but it ended up being for the best, I think. I can it sleep. Is, I, when, I, when I feel like, I, sleep. I feel like once you get over that tiredness and headaches, like I, I feel like you're just more like of a more leveled out um, to a degree. I don't know. I feel like you're sort of, I don't know. You end up drinking too much coffee, and I'm getting to the point where like the coffee's getting a bit much. So I just thought it best to just stop for a while, and it, it's not going well at the moment. But um, you know, <laughs> yesterday I, I, I had some, I had I had to bump an afternoon meeting because. I like, I had some meetings in the morning and did some work in the morning and I like, I went to the gym at 10 and I came back from the gym at midday and I was supposed to have a meeting at one thirty, and I, I just couldn't come back. I was done. I had to lay down on the couch and have a sleep. I had to call them up and say, can we move the meeting till tomorrow? Cause I'm wrecked. I can't do anything. So yeah. I don't Are you know. sure you're not ill as well? Cause this sounds like it could be like, overtraining lack of iron covid any number of additional things i have not been great the last couple of weeks but i don't think it's like covid how, how often are you going to the gym i'm not overtraining and you're so- <laughs> yeah we talked about that last time we were like sounds not like you're overtraining he was by the way i'm not i'm only working out every single day by the way i'm also not caffeine. <laughs> yeah i'm, all, I'm also are not you definitely get enough iron because that's another like dead obvious <laughs> I do actually, I don't <laughs> eat as much. I used to eat a steak every day. I don't eat as much steak these days, but I probably, just, probably. What am. the fuck? Just make broccoli soup, you Neanderthal. That's a lot of meat. Yeah. That's, that's a, a steak a day is going to make your, your dick fall off. Like <laughs> broccoli soup. I don't know. Broccoli, broccoli is like the highest, I think it's the highest iron vegetable. Um, and it will also, it'll also help you shit better because it's, you know. If, if anybody asks me if I work out, I'm going to say I'm not overtraining. <laughs> <laughs> you Let me tell you what. I'm not I'm overtraining. Immediately, res- immediately. I love that answer. Totally, I'm exhausted. Exhausted. I'm totally exhausted. I look like crap. I'm having, work out? I'm having I'm wild not emotional decisions. The like, you're going with it, but I'm not overtraining. <laughs> I'm not overtraining. I'm 100% not overtraining. You look I'm like, like um, you're overtraining. But yesterday, definitely, I was knocked out by a nervous system thing after training. I was hit a nice PB yesterday. Because you're overtraining. Um, but yeah, anyway, so is your, is your, was your caffeine coffee intake shots like espresso or is it like just brew? Oh, just, just like, just, just like a pot coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cause this, I mean, no, be- like we don't have drip. So it's just like lately I've been drinking just instant cause I haven't really been leaving the house other than to work or <laughs> right. go to the gym. Cause you've been over. So, There's not much caffeine in that though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's like, like oh, yeah, coffee has, has, has yeah. oh, does caffeine it? for yeah? sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm like, you know, a tablespoon of coffee <laughs> in my cup. If you drink oh. it without milk, it is quite a- aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How's your um how's your sex drive been? <laughs> what? It's another classic sign of overtraining is your libido changes because of uh you your your iron level goes down and your testosterone level goes down. 
Oh man, if we start getting into this, I'm literally reading a book about this right now. And Noel, I sent it to you on the chat. It's called Burn, and boy, is it so good. I, I didn't realize you just sent it to me now. Yeah, in the Discord, in the Discord chat. Dude, you uh, had, right. dude, you had such a perfect opportunity to answer. I'm not overtraining to that to that question, and you missed it. <laughs> I can't just answer everything with I'm not overtraining. <laughs> How's your sex life? I'm not overtraining. I'm not overtraining. <laughs> <laughs> not a kuma. <laughs> Um, cop, yeah, idiot. probably am overtraining there though. So, uh, where yeah, the fuck I, was that at? Like, was that like a, no, it was a flex? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure, yeah, man, I'm sure, I'll, I'll, I'm sure you're knocking it out with your, your, your baggy eyes and your three, your 3 p.m. naps. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you're just laying it out. My eyes are like ultra baggy right now. They look, they look like you got beat up, man. I, He's I slept nine hours last night. <laughs> that, was was, long, was that, a, that was a long pause. <laughs> I was adding up on my fingers. Just froze up. <laughs> Your whole brain just froze. Dude. I was counting the hours. Yeah, I slept about nine hours last night. It's, uh, I don't know. I've been drinking shitloads of water. I've been eating fucking like salad and chicken and yogurt and apples and fucking bananas and shit. So, How many steaks a day? Are you down to like... None. I haven't, had, I haven't had steak in a, in a fair while. Hmm. I do have two melting in the fridge at the moment, though. So, two steaks for dinner tonight, baby. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think your motivation is wrong. I think that um, there's differences between having a shitload of caffeine and no caffeine. Think about life is about moderation. That what's wrong at, with having no caffeine? Though, is like, is there something wrong with that? Am I? I think we just we just talked about it for the last fifteen covenant? minutes. I mean, see, all of all or nothing is a very strange way of living life. I think Usurper's right. Did I, I see a tea bag in that cup though? Yeah, this is caffeine free. This though, is right? not a caffeine tea. This is uh, ginger tea. Got it. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say you realize a lot of tea has the same or more caffeine than coffee, but okay, if it's a ginger tea. All right, I'll back off for a moment. So right, I've given up fine. coffee once before in my life uh, when I I moved back to my hometown from when I was working in mines. And when I was working in mines, I was drinking, I was, I was on the fray type fucking coffee schedule. I was like nine or 10 um, espressos a day out of this coffee Real machine. Scary eyed shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, I didn't have problems sleeping because I would never have coffee after two in the afternoon, but I was like heavily addicted to coffee. My breath smelled like coffee all the time and like, you know, fucking it was shit. So I went cold turkey on that. And, Every day, man, for like three months, I had a fucking headache. Um, it took a long time to adjust after. I haven't had headaches in the last couple of days on this time around, but that first time, man, I was fucking headaches galore. But um, after it all finally settled down, like I felt great until I started drinking coffee again. Well, I mean, it still felt great, <laughs> but, but you know, like it was, it was, it was pretty good. Like I'd, I'd wake up at exactly the same time every day. Um, schedule was better i was like more level throughout the day yeah so i don't know i'm kind of chasing that high again so <laughs> we'll see if that works I don't when know. i was pulling when i was because I, I have an espresso machine when i was pulling shots and like do like you do like two like a double shot americano and i would do like three of those in a day and three of those double shots, like six shots, like that would really, then I was, I would have, like, I would have huge withdrawals from that. Like I would be able to go through the day and it wasn't a big deal. And then you kind of make that 
gradual transition between <laughs> between coffee to like water to alcohol like there's like a you know you got some you got some humps in there right you got like no like there's a graph i gotta find this graph i'll put a graph in the show notes amazing graph around caffeine alcohol intake and like how you can like bounce it up um but then i moved i moved away from that because I, like if i didn't eat you get the shakes and shit and then if you didn't have like the next day if you didn't have caffeine you like you you get like i had to get like a splitting high, like headache or migraine or something and then i just went to drip like just like a like i was just brewing pots and then but now i'm i'm finishing a pot a day but that pot is probably like 10 small cups so it's like out of like a real coffee cup it's probably like three or three and a half maybe i don't know something like that it's not like incredible but it's a decent amount of caffeine but at least it's enough where it's balanced where if i skip a day i don't get like massive headaches and all that kind of stuff so there's still quite a lot of coffee though oh yeah, yeah it's definitely a lot of coffee for sure yeah because I'll, I'll still have a couple like like and i'll like especially when we repping, were repping team two coffees a day like one but when we were in barcelona the same type of thing like like i would like that was pretty common like we get up like we have a couple cups right at the house and then we go out and I'd, I'd get a shot somewhere and then like like you and me and jeff like we'd walk the streets and like two o'clock like let's go get a shot <laughs> like like right like you would just pull like you just do a i need a shot at 2 p.m like that was that's pretty common like i just need like a little hit yeah sometime. But but like that's the like, oh yeah I mean I, it's not unreasonable it's not an unreasonable it's not, amount it's not like I think I think yeah. if you if you have like that much less like you do like obviously I'm biased and obviously I'm gonna just like stand the position that I've decided to take because that's how yeah. life works but like I don't know I feel like I I enjoy it a little bit more now like it's more of a treat like I get to do it once a day and like yeah. there's such a measure and the other thing is like there's such an impact you have a double espresso in the morning when that is your main cop that is possibly your only coffee of the day and you wake up and you're like kill me now bleary eyed checking your phone <clears throat> all the usual crypto nonsense right and then that first sip of coffee you're like it's going to be all right it's, everything's going to be fine instantly you're like all going to be fine wouldn't you rather just like wake up and already feel like yeah you don't it's thursday it's good <laughs> You don't. No, you get black black coffee, and then ideally do an interval on the bike. That was like my COVID routine, and it felt really good. Um, unfortunately, I can't do that anymore because baby. Um, so it's cup of coffee, deal with admin, yada yada. Yeah, what you gonna do? So anyway. Are you are you a stay at home dad at the moment? No, no. Uh, I go into I go into the office, um, but I do pick up in the afternoon from nursery and i do to be fair i have one day a week where i am a stay-at-home dad because nursery is really expensive yeah it's um, crazy it's crazy expensive it's like the yeah. price of a mortgage it's it's fucking bananas <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah um i don't actually know how people afford to have two kids would be my review of how expensive nursery is i don't know how we would do somebody it. somebody stops working that's no. how it happens. Yeah, like doesn't someone just like stay with the kids if if you can do that, things? if you can do yeah. that. Otherwise, you I think you struggle for a bunch of years while while you have daycare and then hopefully you have school that picks up like, you know, full day kindergarten is usually the you get a lot of people doing full day full day kindergarten but before it used to be like mostly half day. That's yeah. five. So I you get the first we, 5 years you really you really got to push yeah. it. Yeah. I think if we wanted to we'd literally have to wait till one was in school to be able to afford it. Yeah. Uh, and even that, like first, I mean, fresh, I mean, first grade even is like what eight thirty to two or something like that, two thirty or something. So it's not like it's a full day. Even, oh, it's, so. I think here it's eight thirty, eight thirty to four. Really, four o'clock? Yeah, that late. Yeah, just straight. Like, like school is school. Yeah, I think I think they might stop the kind of lessons at a time, but I don't think uh, I don't think you pick them up that early. Um, I could be wrong. 
Uh, maybe I am, and I'm going to find that out. You're going to find out pretty soon, right? Um, but yeah, the so Ra- Rama says that two kids three days a week in Australia is roughly the average Australian's beer budget. That that is dirt cheap. That's, that's what he said. Bullshit. <laughs> There's no way it's actually that. Cheap. Sorry, yeah, we I do actually spend more than that on beer. Three two kids three days a week, three hundred Aussie dollars. What's three hundred? That's two hundred. A United States dollary dues. You're yeah, okay. So that's, yeah, that's, that's that's cheaper than the UK, but not like loads cheaper. So what? It's so nice being like living in the freedom states and experiencing freedom. Free healthcare, um, baby. We don't. We, we don't. That, you don't get any help really until that, uh, the kids three. Oh, heavily subsidized by the government. All right. Well, that could be the case because right. Now, I mean, if you did two day, two kids, three days. That's six days. Six man days. Six kid days. At what eight hours a day is forty eight hours. Three hundred dollars divided by forty eight is an average price of six dollars an hour. That, yeah, that would be something like two thousand dollars in the UK. Two kids, it would, it would, two kids, would be, three days a week. That would be it would I be think, four times that here. Yeah, easily. Uh, let me go. Like, do it would easily twenty five bucks an hour a kid, right? It, easily, actually. Uh, government gover- government subsidized daycare is a pretty good thing. I mean, yeah. there are studies that prove that, like, for every dollar they put into government subsidized. One healthcare, childcare, but also like school lunches. You yeah. get like four to six dollars back oh, in terms yeah, of like right. return, or just GDP, right? You just you you're adding the GDP yeah, because people it? are not dealing with healthcare costs. So right? eighteen hundred. Well, yeah, there's that too. Eighteen hundred and fifty dollars is what two kids three days a week would cost. Uh, where we are in the UK, which isn't even the most expensive place, pounds or dollars? Dollars. Eighteen hundred and fifty dollars. No. I just converted what it would cost into dollars. That seems so, that seems more likely. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's kind of what it costs here. But the uh, the really so there's a really interesting thing. I know we're we're not talking about crypto at all here, but whatever. It's great, um, I love it. They're in so <laughs> How's the you weather. Know, you know, in France, um, their childhood u- obesity is some of the lowest in uh, Europe, and, and I think probably in the in the developed world. And it's largely tied, at least the explanation, the theory is right. It's largely tied to early years nutrition because that's a strong indicator of um uh of, of of not being obese later in life right and what's really really interesting and sad right is that the, that tenet of the kind of um the state's provision of um sort of child welfare has has sort of slackened off over time and okay. you can literally see like the obesity level then like with like a 10 year lag or whatever, start to pick up towards the European average. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like literally, what are you doing? Like it's, it's insane. Like you, you have a relatively healthy food culture and you're throwing it away. Um, in the UK, like child poverty is super bad. Um, Cause there's not really a lot of support for early years stuff. It's very like rich people have nannies and all that other shit. And they just, they're like, everybody else can just fucking work it out. So it's just not a poly. And, and there's this kind of like streak of meanness where people are kind of like, it's like, it's a person's responsibility or whatever, I think is like what some people think. And then I don't know if people, it is weird. I don't really know who votes for things. Right. Because the statistics show that a lot of people would be affected by that policy. And yet a lot of people vote for the party that is not going to help them by continuing that pol- that policy and keeping their children in poverty i mean that's like the story's oldest time right yeah not to be condescending about it it's just i think it's more me being resigned to the reality of like you're like okay so 
you're not getting something you need and you're saying you need it and you're angry that you don't have it. And then you're going to vote for the person that actively takes it away from you. Like is that, that doesn't. It's very, I think a lot of those things, like you see them and they're very ashaming. They make me very ashamed of my country. Like childhood poverty statistics is like one of those things where you're like, this is shameful. Um, I saw I, I saw something else that made me ashamed the other day, which was I, was I was in the city and I saw somebody walking between traffic, begging at cars, which I previously have only seen while backpacking in the third world. And I've not seen that in a British city before. And I was like, really? That's like super mega common here. I've seen it really? in like every major city. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In Portland, like every single street corner, every single one. Now, granted, Portland's a little unique in how bad it is. But oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just like the... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think like that that kind of begging. I don't think I've really seen. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Somebody correct me if they've seen it before in the UK. I don't know. But my, my Zabbix, like, oh, uh, bad. my Zabbix, uh wonderful server monitoring is telling me that the load average of my validator full nodes on Aptos are too high because the CPU load is over one point five, and right now my current load is one hundred and fifty. <laughs> Okie dokie, then. Kind of blew it out there, brother. Yeah. So you're. By the way, you're you're a hundred x over what our threshold is. Thanks. Yeah. Maybe I should restart those VFNs that are fucked over here. <laughs> that, that just means you up the threshold, baby. No shit. I I need to because like everything I run is at one point five. What the fuck is that? That's nothing. <laughs> that thing. Okay. If that thing's not showing a load of thirty. It's not paying the fucking bills. Let's go. I'm going to do drill tweet of the week, and then I'm going to go restart these nodes during the show because no, now we only got 40 minutes you've already ignored it for four that hours. seems like a plan right shortly it's you this time say when stop the first one stop the first one first one we are in the section mayor no 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 i want i want the very first tweet in the book nice oh numero uno baby nice i just turned to the first page it's not a tweet but the dedication at the front of the book reads this book is dedicated to everyone who has ever died. <laughs> <laughs> and only the letter O in one is capitalized. That's pretty funny. Um, okay, so the first the first tweet in the entire book is in the section animals, and it reads, animals can have spirit animals too. <laughs> it works. <laughs> okay. You know, FYI. In case you in case you were sleeping. There there are actually some very good tweets on the second page. I fear right. my tropical fish no longer respect me after I accidentally stumble backwards and smush my asshole right up against their three thousand dollar tank. <laughs> That's actually really funny. That that feels like the apto stress net right there. I feel, like, I feel like my infrastructure provider no longer respects me. Did he use did he use the did he use the term smushed? Is that what it was? Was it smushed my asshole or, or smashed? Smushed is perfect. <laughs> you know, I got to say uh, about this preview uh, net, it was kind of fun watching people scramble and then infrastructure providers being like, hey, do you know what we're getting in, in, in stock like in two weeks? It's in Chicago. How do you like that? And I'd be like, yeah, man, I don't care. Just because they knew that we were part of aptos and that they were everyone was seeking like the 92 74 oh, yeah. fs yeah. i got like six messages from info providers like cherry service messaged me and i was like they? <laughs> yeah we all get the same shit yeah hey brother how do they know 
I don't know. I'm guessing someone had meetings of like, hey, I'm trying to find this server at this price, yeah. whatever. Then someone else happened and then it just kind of fucking drug dealers, man. I know exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you got that thing you're looking for? I got it. I got a little bit. I'll give you I'll give you 20 minutes on the 9474F if you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> free, free, first 15 minutes free. First 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Run your Ansible. Do some do some stats. Let me know. Only 1200 a month. See how quickly your Ansible script executes. <laughs> it's only yeah, a month. Run some stats. <laughs> so I, I just recently moved my uh, Zabbix to like a server in Sydney. Uh, oh my God, my experience is a lot better now. <laughs> Where was it before? Never, was it in Europe? I never realized like how much lag there was like when I'd load pages and shit. And just like it being near me is just so much better. <laughs> I took a second of latency out of my monitoring and yeah, like I click a button and it just comes up right away instead of of like, hello, hello. How are you today? Here's some credits. Here's some fucking certificates. Oh, okay. Very good. Good Uh, Here's uh, here's some data. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. Man, network latency in real time. You heard it here first. It does make a difference. All right, so, should we do some news? So, well, I was going to say, somebody somebody who mentioned the coffee, was it you, Sepp, who mentioned the coffee beer uh, curve? Transition, yeah. A, a well, there's a caffeine of, curve, which is like a popular meme, but yeah, there's but there's also like a second one, which is like so how, how a little a, a little segue from that one, and a little follow-up, I guess, from last week is, uh, like, you might have heard of the Boomer curve, um, and we uh, we were obviously talking about the, the psychotherapy thing um, from last week. The link is in the show notes. Um, one of the funny corollaries of that is that obviously we we had a little uh, chuckle about Jay's tirade, um, but Jay also linked a, a new thread entirely to dump Cosmos drama in the history of Cosmos drama, as he called it, I believe. And that thread is amazing. It's the thread that keeps on giving. But there's uh, somebody who is like, different kind of cosmos truther but maybe just the same level of intense kind of swings into the chat at one point and just fires off a bunch of questions one of them is about the technical competency of a bunch of prominent people in the cosmos one of them is jacob g and amongst other things jay fires back jacob g as a manager is a great idea if you're drunk and then jacob g appears in the chat and then responds by saying, by essentially saying, like, oh, are we talking about the Boomer Peak? Well, maybe. <laughs> and the th- the thread is just, it's so wild. It's so great. It's just every character that you know and love being the character that you know and love. Um, so I recommend that. So follow on read. Uh, that's my follow up on, on that, that thread on the Cosmos Forum. Enjoy that much, Lee. There's a lot in this. I've never looked at this Cosmos forum before, but it's like the same 12 names constantly bickering and arguing against each other. Is that really what this is? Just Rama and Bendy arguing. There's a lot in this. uh, I guess it's one of our news items. I'm looking at a thread on here about our understanding of the Cosmos hub mempool issues, which our newsman, not on the behest of Game of Nodes, we should state publicly. On the behest of Game of Nodes. No, not on the behest. Uh, Somehow, I guess, Broke Cosmos or something? Knew about an issue? Did something? Yeah, the the description of the exploit is in the sheet. Yeah. So basically, you you just 
Do IBC oh. transactions? With, okay, it's crazy. Yeah, I just realized IBC transactions with really well, large I mean, memo it's fields. It's in the public domain, right? It's happened yeah. now. So you just do IBC transactions with really large memo fields? Is that kind of the that's the that's the wrinkle brain approach of breaking IBC? Is that it? Yep. Which took down five validators. So why why would it just valid? Why would it just be five? It was just the ones who are going to probably the shitty ones. It's a hard way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So just so it's it like just... the original. Um, <laughs> On an on a really early version of Cosmwasm, you could do a very similar type of attack, mm-hmm. and you may remember in one of the Astarte networks, we took down the entire Val set. It was either Lucina or Astarte; I can't remember which. Um, we took down the Val set <clears throat> with a really really similar attack, and it was the code for it was unbelievably noddy. I think it was literally a Rust buffer with the whole of Moby Dick posted into it. Yeah, <laughs> and then like no, I'm not even kidding. I think it was literally the whole of Moby Dick as a static yeah. string, yeah. and then it was just like essentially send this payload multiplied by a big integer, and then we just ran it on a local machine, found the biggest the, the biggest number that would work as a multiplier before the gas meter said, "Whoa, what the fuck is this?" And like, if you went one number below that, it would just anybody with bad RAM or like not sufficient RAM would get absolutely wrecked by the size of the string coming down the pipe. And not only the string coming down the pipe, but the string coming down the pipe multiple times, like just over and over and over into the mempool. Um, I think it might have actually been a relation of the same issue. But anyway, uh, nostalgia, that one. (laughs) Love to see it. So it looks like... So I guess I guess this has been talked about for a while, and Jacob is not relentless in telling us how long it's been talked about. Um, and it looks like that our newsman just took it on himself to to make it a reality. Just <laughs> out <laughs> which, there having a go, man. Just having a go, just which I love. He did the right thing, right? Um, oh, is this the one where Jacob G posted that thread being like, I will invite you to a Google group where no, I'll tell you about a thing. Was whatever it is. It's not about the actual issue. It's about showing how he either thought of it or it has been pushing it or something else. And then there's like 75 fucking Slack and Discord screenshots. Like all that shit has to happen, right? Like that's well, like all that has to come, right? So, so, you know, Imager gets filled up and their buffers get filled up with all the screenshots of how right people are. Anyway, very um, very important, Here's right? That's, it's really what that's, that's really what, I mean, that's the core of the issue is like really identifying who knew about this first and like, <laughs> Who was ignored? I mean, that's really the most important part it's of really, all really the issue. The it's the core of blockchain. The core yeah. of blockchain is really understanding who figured it out first and making sure they get credit for it there, away from the actual it's, issue. It's the validator code, man. You got to submit your evidence. That's right. right? That's right. I need evidence. And it usually <laughs> means screenshots of 800 personal conversations and all this shit where people are ignored. Okay. It's fine. Oh. Ding. Ding. Validate yeah. down. So anyway, so our newsman attacks the network, shows in a very light way, right? Shows that this is a vulnerability, and now actually it looks like it's getting some traction. So I see I see a lot of informal conversation, conversations, Zachy, everybody else kind of getting in there and talking about what they want to do with it. Now, I assume that also means that, that and it's not just cause, it has nothing to do with the hub, right? This is, I assume this is every chain. This is an IBC issue. I think it's every chain, yeah. Any any tenement chain, right? It has nothing. I mean, there's nothing specific. Yeah, about the I mean, about this. It, this, is this related to pigeon fall? Because that was obviously a vulnerability. I don't know. I can do a search for pigeon in this thread, though. 
Baseball um, pigeon. Nope. <laughs> because off the top of my head, because the, there was a, one of the vulnerabilities that got patched was pigeon four, wasn't it? And that I know that um, some uh, chains got hit by that uh, this week. And oh. some validators got toasted because they hadn't updated. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is, I mean, so I'm glad, I'm glad Rama made a shit show out of it. And now like, thanks, Rama. Doing, thanks, just, Rama. this is, this is what your game of nodes, uh, Patreon dollars are funding. Don't forget to like, and subscribe <laughs> and don't forget to join our Patreon where you can hang out with the whole <laughs> of the game. of you can nodes get to find the scenes. Get uh, access yeah, the to our exclusive video. Discord server and join one of and the most happening communities. For for industry. a small Patreon uh, donation, you get access to the Game of Notes store where all these T-shirts are available. So be sure to subscribe to our Patreon. Yep, Black Friday <laughs> yeah, well, is coming up. Christmas is coming up. You Christmas know, there, coming. Are there are plenty of people in your life that will benefit from a No with Veto T-shirt, um, a Circle Steak T-shirt. Uh, validators of the real heroes t-shirt i don't shit coins t-shirt it's a good time to sell t-shirts it's a good time to sell t-shirts there's a lot that's coming up to uh yeah yeah christmas in the middle of the summer over there (laughs) recently i've become convinced that no one watches our podcast and thus we would have no customers that's the uh, caffeine talking or lack of (laughs) caffeine talking I see overtraining. You need talking. to be more positive, man. Drink some more coffee. <laughs> ignore it. Yeah, ignore I mean, reality. Drink coffee. That's another. There, there you go. go. There's a t-shirt. There you go. I think that the on on a very real level, the podcast is is sort of a social experiment as much as it is a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we have we have a good number of repeating users or listeners who. To download the podcast, whether they listen or not, I have no idea. Right? We we have no yep. visibility of that, but but the number of people actually grab the episodes uh, isn't bad. So like it it yep. it continues to do well and it, it like it grows. So and whether or not do, that turns into do something, sort of get in touch as well. Like I mean, I don't know, but like the, the people do get in touch like on on various things and be like, hey, here's a, some feedback on X Y Z. So we we know who you are. We appreciate mm-hmm. you. We will make the merch. We, you know what, we, I feel like the slow glacial approach of the merch is finally nearly here. Usurper and I were, were talking about t shirt colors in the week, which I think is the closest to the actual production <laughs> of That's items true. we've gone. The, um, there was a little bit of debate about Heather versus charcoal, right? Heather blue versus Heather gray. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Heather blue versus Heather gray. I think. I think the artifact t-shirt that I like that I wear a lot, I think that's Heather blue. I would think that I'm wearing, I, I think it's not Heather blue. I think it's just straight up sky blue. Do you, have more not than, you do own, you do own more than two pieces of, of clothing, right? Cause it's either that artifact t-shirt or that, that sweater, which is making to Null's point, a lot of, um, appearances. A lot of play lately. <laughs> do you need more than two pieces of clothing? Hey, I don't know. We need seven. <laughs> or I don't maybe nine because what so what happens right which which you should know usurper is that you have a baby right and then your washing goes in when there's not baby washing True. right yeah so it goes in about every eight to nine days if you're lucky and then it comes out and you're really tired and if you are lucky you kind of stuff it back into a, a cupboard or something in a big pile 
mm-hmm. and then you go back and you just take whatever looks good on top. And so it's always the artifact t-shirt because it's the only color, like all my other t-shirts that are in that top eight things mushy pile are all black t-shirts. So I just go for the blue one every time and just wear that t-shirt every every week, once a week. And sometimes it's on Wednesdays. It's, you know. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it's on Wednesdays. It just happens a lot of the time that for whatever reason it's on Wednesday. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't want to tell you, man. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> just, Let's talk about this Evmos thing. Yeah, guys take a look at this? Yeah, so the Evmos thing. Uh, so our um, uh, news researcher slash uh, crypto terrorist, Rama, um, put in Evmos sees signs of life and bullish uptick in Cosmos signals intent to leave and align with Ethereum. They're looking to de- deprecate. He said depreciate, but I think it's deprecate. The Cosmos transactions oh. to remove tech dip. It says uh, depreciate. It, it says depreciate. Definitely says depreciate. Oh yeah, it says depreciate. It's like <laughs> seriously, dude. You can't can you even see through those eyes. Uh, Cosmos transaction remove tech dip, increase develop development efficiency, and take an Ethereum first approach to alignment. So there's a I'll put a link in the show notes to both uh, their Twitter as well. There's a little bit of a medium type structure on that. It looks like it's going to start at some point in Q2 next year. They want to be done by Q4 next year. Did I read that? Or Q3 next year? Anyway, it's a long fucking ways out. Um, and it, the, something interesting, I thought I thought something in here was, I don't know about the tech debt piece. I can't really talk to that or the efficiency side. Um, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, so what's the tendermint? What's the value of the tendermint piece? Because it looks like they're also, the way I understood it is like they can still stake but they're somehow translating or finding a way to be able to uh, translate a an existing Cosmos address from an Ethereum address. So you still can stake the same way, but you're really you're staking from the Ethereum side. I, I, that part didn't really make any sense to me because I know that all the staking is obviously a Cosmos Tendermint uh, address I staking think, type structure. I'm pretty sure you can use the Ethereum side already to stake with MetaMask. Oh, you can. Okay, so they, they so Pretty basically cool. it does that translation. So they're just they're just basically re- hiding or removing um, some of the some of the core. Yeah, I think the the idea was to get rid of the overhead of the Cosmos coin side. Yeah, just get rid of it. But I don't know if that means that then they're going to get rid of Wasm. I don't know. I guess then it's just going to be like EVM. Yeah. Well, yeah. EVM is Wasm, so it is. Yeah. So, so they're not getting rid of Wasm. They can't. I mean, I, I, it's pretty cool. Like it's it's a pretty you know it's neat. I, I just didn't. I don't know if that does it do anything to be. I understand the technical debt piece, which means the chain costs less to run internally. Um, and the timelines here are pretty long, which I'm surprised how long those timelines are. And if that is if that's cultural based and and just the change management aspect of that, or if that's related to the actual work that has to be performed to be able to do this, because um, that's a that's a pretty long runway for Evmos at at seven cents <laughs> and you know what i mean like to, to say that we're gonna hey we're gonna release this in a year there's a time i, I wouldn't have I, I would be questioning how much yeah you're like effort how, be, how can you afford the development hours ex- like is that how large is that team in a year from now based on this market and like like anyway i don't know but i don't know so basically the summary of what's happening here right is that <clears throat> There's so there's 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 a few moving parts here. There's my my understanding, right? There's the EVM, right? Uh, for those more familiar with Cosmwasm, you know, every time you hear 
EVM, think Cosmwasm, think smart contracts, right? So Ethereum is just a ledger with the EVM on top, right? So all the party mainly happens at EVM level with a little bit of... In, in the past, obviously, there was a, a proof-of-work ledger at the bottom of the stack, and now there is a proof-of-stake ledger. So there is actually a kind of additional layer that's at the native level that there wasn't before, but we'll kind of hand wave away that complexity and say that mostly like the party happens smart as smart contracts right so in juno and in evmos there is the ledger there's also the consensus um system the consensus bit being tendermint um and then there is the uh, essentially all of the native cosmos functionality so the, the the transaction part they're referring to here which is provided by the cosmos sdk so that's governance staking blah 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 any custom modules right mm-hmm. and then there's the evm which is all the smart contract stuff so my understanding of this is it's effectively like saying okay we're not going to support the sdk part anymore we're just going to have it as like the bare minimum of glue code to make the EVM run to drive the ledger, but you can't submit transactions to effectively that Cosmos SDK shim in the middle of the stack anymore. You can only interact with stuff that's in the EVM layer. So, because they already support Ethereum uh, transactions, right? So, presumably, the piece that they would do is to support because they already support staking right via that ethereum message type so the staking presumably is a shim going through the cosmos sdk part so the cosmos sdk bit is interpreting that ethereum transaction and writing it to the ledger so all they're doing is basically removing the parts of the sdk that interact with it in a way that the cosmos uh chains that use the sdk in a normal way expect to do so mm-hmm. in a sense this isn't that dissimilar from something like larry's original idea behind cwsdk right which you know when we've talked about on this podcast a lot we talked about it with ethan whatever 18 months ago a long time ago when we were saying oh well you know is there an avenue for a rust sdk or should it just be uh, you know a virtual machine that is essentially what the cwsdk idea is right which is to remove everything but the shim part of the sdk or or that interaction layer essentially and and just have the the vm handling as much as possible really in in this case it's as much as possible except for the staking bit is my uh is my understanding um oh and there you go reese is in the chat Uh, he said they they uh, deprecated their ethermint fork so they are moving to something else entirely, it seems. So there you go. Um, so this has, I mean, this has quite a, a wide-ranging set of effects for them as a team, and I think it also has some other effects for the ecosystem too. And Null is so shocked, he's literally had like a spit take, like a <laughs> like a lady in a Regency drama. He's just spat his tea on the floor in shock at the, uh, at the disc that's been laid at the SDK's door. No, nope, nope, nope. Didn't happen. He's non-responsive. He's not. He's not had the coffee. <clears throat> Seriously, this is such a bad decision. At your point on this caffeine thing, and we'll talk about it next week. I know you think there's like a light at the end of this tunnel. It's just there's not. Okay. 
was mad. There's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> one of my favorite lines from the, the comedy show, The Thick of It in the UK is, this is like the Shawshank Redemption, except with more crawling through shit and no fucking redemption. <laughs> there's no end. There's no end of the tube. You just keep crawling and crawling and crawling. Yeah. I can't uh, remember what the context is. I think it's a pep talk. Um, I think it's like somebody is basically shouting at a bunch of people who are fucked up. And he's like, he's like, what did you expect? This is like the Shawshank Redemption, except how long is this tu- shit and no fucking redemption. How long is this pipe? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I think that's it for the news. Oh, Sam's in jail. Yeah, who gives a shit. He was in jail before, right? <laughs> No, no, no. I thought he was put on. I thought he had his uh, bail revoked at some point because he was talking or some shit and they pulled him back in. Uh, uh, fuck him. Tampering yeah. with the witnesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like he was, like he was, I thought he was on house arrest, but he, from a Malibu beach house and he somehow broke that because he was talking to the press or talking to somebody trying to make his case. What do you get? Well, they, they up, he didn't get he didn't get sentenced yet, right? That's coming up, 107 years or something like that, possible. Um, yeah, sentencing is like months away. Yeah, so. March. It's like next year, right? Doesn't he's not going anywhere? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> you could take your time. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it's gonna be it, it's gonna be longer than this. Well, he he then has another trial, right? So it's not he it's has, not over for yes, him. He correct. has another trial and another sentencing. And What's the second trial? Uh, more bullshit. Haircut. More fucking stealing. I think it's a criminal versus civil trial is what's going on. So I think that this was the criminal trial. Another one is civil. If I remember correctly, I could very well be wrong there. That's what it's happens. Like a, yeah. Different. Everybody location. rolls over. You get these years start adding up and oh shit. Everybody starts jumping chip. He's going to do some um, time though. Yeah. I think uh, long story short, he's fucked. What about the, what about what's your face from <laughs> Alameda? That's Snell's legal. Caroline Ellison. He's been watching the legal, the legal eagle channel, and his assessment is: Didn't Allison just like Caroline, right? So did she? Yeah. Did she plea out? Uh, she sung. Is basically what happened. She, she took sung. a plea deal. Yeah, she plead, right? So, yeah. so she's not. Is she facing any time, even with her plea? I don't think so. That's From what I was reading. Because she, she, I mean, she was basically taking funds, right? Like she was running a, she was running a VC slash investment arm that was taking taking funds from from Sam and FTX to be able to float it. Like she was clearly an accomplice. Alameda thing. Yeah. It was like she can't walk. She was right? the other conspirer. She's going to walk like just that's it. Get the fuck out of the country. Disappear. That's the one. Yeah. Put on the big false mustache. It's just <laughs> like, uh, hola, my name is Senor Burns. <laughs> Como estas? <laughs> that's that's uh, how you do it, right? That's right. That's what you do. I've learned all of my all of my dealing with the law from The Simpsons, and I'm pretty sure you can just do that, right? Yeah. So it looks um, like she is going to get some sort of um, punishment, but she's not going to face any sort of jail time. Crazy. Yeah. What other punishment is there? Fucking no. I don't know. Fines. I mean, she might be like house arrest or this or that. Or I mean, she might. Obviously, she can't hold a role the way she has. But what the hell? She's lucky I think to get the out worst. Of this I think like the worst non-jail punishment you could get these days is like you can't use the internet. Lol. <laughs> you got to be banned from the internet for 107 years. Fuck. You have to put your Xanax over on the other side of your. Oh man, side. It, it would be a drag to not have YouTube, <laughs> but I think you get over it, right? Yeah, I don't think you would. I don't know. Actually, it's tough. Everyone else would be like, "Hey, DVDs, man, did you man? see that thing?" You're like, "Fuck." That's the only subscription I, I don't mind paying for. YouTube Premium. 
That's the only one. The rest okay. of them are. I, I totally yeah, can't I, it. It's totally worth it. Guy. It is totally. It is totally worth it. It is and a lot after of worth fucking it. like seven or eight years of YouTube Premium, they sent me an email the other day and they said, "Son, we're jacking up your price now." Oh, really? You've had ten bucks Premium for fucking too I long. Ten bucks? I don't even know. Maybe I deleted that email. I wouldn't even care. Don't well, tell ten, me. 10 bucks, ten, ten kanga bucks. I've been paying. So it's about seven, no, seven United States dollars. Yeah, keep keep I think I, I just pay the, the people directly on Patreon. I don't use YouTube Premium. I don't use. YouTube so I, I pay way more than fifteen dollars a month, like towards YouTubers. But I just, you know, I mean, relatively directly. Patreon takes like you know twenty percent or whatever. Do they? Wow. Well, so. What do you get to watch the videos on Patreon? Or? Uh, no, I still use YouTube. I just would prefer so you them still have to watch the fucking advertisements no i use brave so i don't get any ads yeah oh really is brave block yeah. out the youtube ads yeah oh yeah just, yeah that's great i can be saying you block month. you block blocks youtube ads yeah that too you can just block them and just do it what about browser. on your phone same thing <laughs> yeah you just use brave on my phone no ads oh yeah. but you don't use the app i mean I, I yeah i don't use that. the app i use yeah. the app yeah, what or about, you just don't deal with it. It's just that one fucking Timu ad over and over, isn't it? It's just that fucking, <laughs> fucking it's, Timu. It's just that retarded. Ugh, I know you right. can't say that. All right, that bad stupid confession. fucking sixteen hundred people in your area have bought this bomber jacket for one dollar, and you're just like, do I look like the sort of? Oh, I mean, you can't say. All right, it, but like, I I am one of those sixteen hundred people who bought the bomber jacket. So you do know somebody who did buy that for one dollar. <laughs> I did actually will they, put will they two weeks up until everyone's wearing a bomber jacket. Two months ago, I did put a team. Of, I, I actually bought shit. You actually, oh I got my God, sucked I into joking. something. I got sucked into something. I spent twenty dollars. I got like a huge bag of poorly packed shit, and then I and then I get. They are the most marketed thing I've ever seen in my life. It's just AliExpress, isn't it? It's just a shim over AliExpress. It must. Yeah, be. but it's it's insane. It's crazy. Like just the amount of like spin this wheel get 20 bucks off this, that, whatever else, like it's constant. It's unbelievable. Like you, I might, if I didn't turn it off, I might get like, I'm not even kidding. Maybe 40 push notifications a day. Which, sorry, which one? The team, are you using the team app? Maybe. <laughs> what? Shut up. You do realize they, they've now owned your phone. They know no. you're, you need to cycle every single. They're in a box. Key. They're in a box. Okay. Maybe I'm going to, Hey, wait, I'm going to give them your email. <laughs> don't do that oh my it. god you know what? the worst thing one of the worst things that ever happened okay it's not actually i'm adding them in stream yard is that bad i just suddenly remembered like i was about to say a thing and i was like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me and then i remembered <laughs> some of the actual worst things that happened to me i was like this is even in the same ballpark anyway the worst thing that's ever happened to me um was as a prank uh in secondary school some bullies at my school signed up for about 10 or 15 dating sites and put my fucking email because one of my friends had given them my fucking actual email. I don't fucking know why. And literally for 10 years after that, I was still getting bullshit. <laughs> they just ticked. It was, I mean, it was a genius evil thing to do. They just ticked every single box on the interested page, every single box on the semi marketing Yes, you can sell my data, fucking A, and just let the fucking floodgates of bullshit open. Like, it was like, it, I'm not even kidding. It was like 50 emails a day of all sorts of insane, <laughs> insane, insane email spam. Genuinely insane. 
it only went away just i think because all the companies involved gradually went bust like i couldn't i couldn't in any way stop it like i was into my 20s still just getting insane amounts of spam to that email um in the end i just changed emails that obviously that's what i did i just i gave up completely was long gone from that email there used to be a couple of really good sites of doing that too. I forget what it was. It used to be like Adam and Eve and a bunch of other ones that like you, you put your, put somebody's name, email in there and it would, it would sign them up on every single email form that it had. It was like three or 4,000 email forms or something like that. But then they had to start to shut those things down. Up. Yeah. Really up. It was really good. Cause it, it used to be like as a spam tool, like I'm going to use this to be able to test the spam type structure. And then obviously like, well, I'm going to put the phrase name in here. <laughs> like <laughs> to see what happens. So yeah, it was just, exactly. just auto, auto, but now the, like it's so much controlled now because you, you really can't auto sign anybody up in anything anymore. Not like yeah, day. more fucking fucking a things things are better. The the times have changed, except for Timo. We should put the game. Know, man, someone Timo. has recently signed me up to Wag Me Ventures. I started getting spam mail from oh, a couple us of days too. Ago. I was just talking crap well. about them. Wow. Yeah, I don't know where that's come from. Some wasn't fuck. hey, wasn't me. I took to, like I took to show, like I got a thing about like NFT dating and I was like, how the fuck am I even on this list? What the hell, man? <laughs> NFT that, dating. That NFT dating was so good. We have <laughs> 500 users and we are doing a million plus. What was it? Monthly recurring revenue. I was like, no, was year. no you're not yearly. Okay, well, still yeah, a million a dollar yearly revenue. Like, it's like no, 50 you're bucks, not. Fifty bucks no, a month times five hundred people or whatever it was. Yeah, all paid in Bitcoin. By weirdos, yeah, baby. <laughs> Is, hey, did you guys hear like, about the uh, the board API hey, club getting blinded? No, no. Oh, what? Oh, okay. All right, we got to talk about this then. So, all right, so the board ape yacht club, board ape yacht club, they uh, they held a special event with twenty five hundred uh, attendees, and in this event, this rave, effectively, they didn't use standard lighting; they used you unprotected uvb lighting i want to say and so like half the attendees have their corneas burnt they've been blinded like all sorts of crazy nonsense yes was yeah. it supposed to be like black lights or something but it was something yes. different or is like exactly oh, it was yeah. supposed to, yep they used uv lights instead of black lights in order to like achieve the same effect yeah oh unprotected uv lights so basically they're doing like uh like suntan beds for as their black lights wow so there's like thousands of people that are, have like cornea damage from this. That's insane. That is was that in the US? Or was that in like the Cayman? Uh, let me check. I don't know if it was in the US. This is in the US and people are getting sued. <laughs> can you sue a DAO? Maybe you can now. Can, Maybe one's about to get sued. On unrelated um, random spam news, uh, I got a um a recruiter email the other day again not sure how the fuck they got my email but they did um invite me to interview for a cto job in the cayman islands and it was for a i think like it literally we can get the bingo card out i think it was gambling nft blockchain Like the trifecta of shit. DeFi thrown right. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hong Kong. Oh, you know, it was in Hong Kong. Have a leverage platform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just like, I see why you're at the Cavens. I see. I see now. When are you interviewing? This is illegal. I, I'm moving next week. Dude, came in hey, the, the weather would be good, I guess. Right? Awesome down there. Yeah. 
amazing and no tax so the thing is right okay i don't want i don't want to trash talk about (laughs) money too much right but i thought that okay granted that there's no tax so that is big benefit Mm -hmm. i thought given the risk you were taking on with this cto job it's a risky risk. area. Legally, legally mentioned risk. Yeah. everything yeah. right about yeah. it is dodgy. Like, I mean, just even like your CV, let's say it doesn't work out. You want to get a regular CTO job, plausible. That's literally what I do. When you come back from the Cayman Islands with your tail between your legs, even on your fucking CV, like you're taking on risk in that sense with this, with this business, right? Maybe. And um, I thought given all of those factors, I thought the pay was, was a little low. And also, there are plenty of ways of getting a really high-paid job and not paying tax. For example, if you work for NATO, you do not pay tax. So, you know. Yeah, Wait, that, really? Who wants to work for yeah, NATO? Yeah, there's like an international convention on it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. As long as you're within one of the NATO states, you don't pay well, tax. Wow. Okay. Is NATO, is NATO also offering a... Uh, Cryptocurrency, gambling, well, blockchain, so, so I, uh, <laughs> NFT you, business that you can work at? At the peak of burnout, I did actually look <laughs> at NATO jobs, but I'm not qualified for any of them. Uh, if, if Maybe if I, about 15 years ago, used my history in economics to go and do international relations stuff, I might have been qualified. I don't know. But that, that ship has long sailed. But yeah, it's, it's well paid. And even like, this is the crazy thing. If you go for, in for like... Um, essentially like the grad scheme sort of thing where you, you, you go and work, if you come in from another industry, right, you can, there's a different track into NATO where you come in as an industry professional, to, but you sort of like go into sort of like a grad scheme, but for people who've already worked in another area, um, was my understanding of it anyway. It's like really well paid and you, you like do a year in, um, I think you do a year in Belgium at the HQ. They do a year, oh. I think in Virginia. Ugh. And then I think you do another one somewhere in Europe. It, it might, to be fair, be nobody, be nobody makes it to year three. Nobody knows. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just, mean, Belgium. I would have no problem spending a year in Belgium. Um, I would drink the first a lot one of those. Brussels, so it's very. I mean, nice. yeah, I would love it. A lot of lot of beer, a lot of chocolate, a lot of cycling. Boring. The winters are bad. The winters are bad though, and you know Belgium's roads are like the worst in Europe. They're Boring. so bad. Oh, are they? That I didn't know. Potholes, like oh man. I can like I've done a lot of bike packing in Belgium, and the classic one, right, is you're just cycling along like a minor road, and it just sort of turns a little bit gravelly, and then it turns to gravel, and then it turns to mud, and then it turns to deep mud, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's like it's marked as a proper road, and they just they go like, "How many people go down that a year?" We just will stop maintaining it and see if anybody notices. It's like a real, like literally. Yeah, okay. Belgian people in the chat, you can feel free to to tell me I'm wrong. But my experience of like taking going around rural Belgium with a map and a bike has been that you do not trust what the map, and you especially do not trust Google Maps as to what a road surface should be. Um, Don't worry, great. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's be- very beautiful, though. And of course, the beer is amazing. So that is the benefit. You cycle around rural Belgium, everywhere you stop has an abbey and a local beer. And it's a great beer. And, you know, beer is isotonic. So it's good for exercise recovery. Mm-hmm. That's not true, is it? No, it's not true. Beer lowers your testosterone. So beer you help- is isotonic, though. Okay. So in this one realm of 
like things that can help you recover. It, it, yep, it slides right in. It's like so chocolate it's milk. It lowers your testosterone. It gives you a headache. It makes you perform worse the next day. But it is isotonic. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Does the job. Does the job. Sold. Don't work for you, though. You know, if it's a hot day, if it's a hot day and you're sweating, like if you Belgian summers, to be fair, are quite hot. Like you know, like in Germany, how the winters are really cold, but the summers are really hot compared to the no. UK. Anyway, um, no, I don't know that, but great. Same as you, because we have the Gulf Streams. It's quite wet here. That's, you might have heard the Britain's wet. That's why. Wait, what, uh, Germany doesn't have the Gulf Stream. That isn't. Well, I figured that because it's pretty close to it, that it would. Okay. Well, anyway, it's, continue. It's, it's it's in the sea, isn't it? And they're like quite inland. land.